0: So, how are you guys doing? Chime in there, say hello.
1: <laughs> there.
0: Well, maybe we've lost you already. We haven't got anybody on yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so used to it not working right away that why show up right away? Uh,
0: yeah, why show up right away. When, when, when are we? When are we ever on time? <laughs> we try. We really do. We do oh, try. Oh,
1: Andrea, thank you. She what? says, "Sounds great. Uh, nice to Andrea, see you too." You're wow. a sweetheart.
0: Good. <laughs> it's. Anyways, it's great to be here. It's great to do this. Um, yeah, it's actually fun to actually finally be on live and talking. Otherwise, there's lots of pacing that goes on before we even get started. For me, anyways, you're <laughs> you were dancing in front of the test camera earlier. So uh, you might have taken that off of the Facebook for everybody <laughs> to see. Um, anyways, like, yeah, welcome. We're super glad to have you here. Um, is there anything that you want to say before we get started today?
1: Nope.
0: It's like, welcome to Happy Lent.
1: <laughs> oh, welcome it... to Happy Lenten.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Lenten. <laughs> I don't know, is it happy? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so that, that we can be coming into this season uh, just being filled with all kinds of of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season. So for the next six Sundays we're gonna be uh, uh and then if you add Easter to it for the next seven Sundays we're gonna be practicing communion with one another.
1: Mm.
0: Practicing till we get it right. Until no. we get
1: it right. No, so if you guys don't like have that. yours beside you, go grab something. Yeah it's kind of like, doing it right now, but
0: yeah. soon. Yeah practicing. It's kinda like being a, a doctor of medicine. You're practicing medicine. <laughs> Which means you're actually practicing it. You're doing it. But you're learning along the way. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So we wanna we wanna thank you for listening in, uh, for being here. Like they're starting to chime in. You're getting all kinds of folks jumping online. It's great to see you guys. I see Barb and Courtney and Connie, Andrea. Of course, she was on early. She got the front row seat. <laughs> I guess just we can say this is like Zephaniah, and I, where everybody stands shoulder to shoulder uh, before. The Lord, but we're not the Lord, and this is Facebook. But hey, um, but anyways, uh, put your contribute here today. Uh, put your comments in there. Hi, some of you are chiming in from where you are. Aurora Bear, hey, my twin's birthday is on Palm Sunday. Well, that's pretty cool, Aurora. That's pretty exciting. Palm Sunday. Wow, comes so quick, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I can I can still remember you, you Aurora, were walking around feeling pretty awkward with. Two children, and
1: are they two seven? or I'm trying Yeah, to twins? Come on, no, no I know there's they're or twins. two. Oh, two year, are they two years old? <laughs> two is twins. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, we're
0: getting off track already. Good for a chuckle. Um, yeah, listen, we want to say, first of all, like, like we're thankful for you guys. Um, you know, and, and I and this fits into with what we're saying today. Uh, you know, I want to say that we are grateful for the unique life and expression of Jesus that you all are. I mean, we're all his workmanship. We're, um, and we can see his workmanship on display in every one of us, can't we? We sure can. Sometimes we see other things. <laughs>
1: other times we do.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's that renovation project or that work in progress. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, Jesus, the creator of heaven and earth and of everything seen and unseen, it's Jesus who makes you who you are and who we are. Every one of you who've responded to Jesus' invitation to follow him, we, we want to encourage you that you are a restorative work of God's goodness, uh, that you've only just entered into. We're still a work in progress, and I I think we're going to be a work in progress till we go to be with Him.
1: Oh, we will. I'm sure on our deathbed, too, we'll still be working on us.
0: Deathbed? Oh, I was thinking, like (laughs) when we cross over the threshold into heaven, you know, when there's that great transition. You know that we're still learning things when we go to be with Him in heaven? Like it's it's still a process, I you guys. I don't want
1: to think that far
0: ahead. So, but listen, whether you're five or 52 or 75, it doesn't matter. He's always at work, bringing about a newly created, uh, restorative uh, masterpiece in all of you. His purposes in your life, uh, uh, he's working those out, and and his purposes in the world, he's working them out through you and I. He's involving us in this, this great mm-hmm. restoration project that's going on. You said kind of, hmm, do you, do you know that God's doing a restorative work through our lives in this <laughs> world?
1: Yes, I do.
0: I know you're doing it on this house lately, but you know, <laughs> Debbie and I, I want to encourage you, uh, any of you who are growing discouraged, or um, or to any of you who think you've maybe plateaued and you've somehow arrived. Like, you're as good Ooh, as it I said it gets. that once, didn't I? Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> oh, I've gone through so much healing, I don't think there's anything else you can do. He went, oh, you think so. And yeah, yep, you think so. And then so. he went deeper, but he went deeper heart stuff, and I went, I'll never say that
0: again. Never say that again. Never. Never say never, because, you know, it's like asking the Lord to give you patience.
1: <laughs> I don't ask for that either. We
0: don't ask for that anymore either. He still he still doesn't, he still knows. <laughs> Even when we're jamming up, we're not saying anything. We want you to know that God isn't done with you, he isn't done with me, he isn't done with any of us. He's always at work to bring about a restoration of our souls and I, and I see that not only just in our lives but in the corporate life of the church. As a church family, it's like a, that's like a family that's always going through some kind of renovation, right? You know, He's doing a work in all of us. Um, for those of you listening in and maybe feeling sort of stuck on the shorelines to embracing a a deepening faith or a commitment to even follow Jesus, I get it. I mean, we fully get it. I mean, I can remember back to many times in my life, and I thought about this as we were preparing for today, of the different people that sort of God had sent into my life to tell me about Jesus and just how weird I thought some of those people were.
1: (laughs) And then when he received Jesus, he went a little wacko. And then his friends thought he was weird. I still think they think you're weird.
0: I still think. Well, maybe if they're online, they can chime <laughs> in and say, yeah, Dave, you were pretty weird. But you not weird. Yeah, there, there's always that expression that said that, you know, like people should be locked up in their closet for a few months while they, they sort through things. I don't think so. I think that exuberance is great. <laughs> I want to encourage you that, that no one... No one. If you're one if you're one of these people standing on the shorelines watching all this and wondering about Jesus, I want you to say that no one is coercing you. Uh, but it's God. He's the one who draws all of us. Right? We might blame it on those, you know, those folks or a situation or that person that's like jumping up and down in front of the camera for a streaming live testing. Listen. It's God who's drawing all of us. It's it's His Spirit who's at work in the deepest places of your soul and drawing you closer to Himself. That's that's what we want. We want that connectedness with Him, and He is reaching out. Today marks uh, the first in a series of six messages that we're going to do. Isn't that right?
1: Right. I get to sit here and and look good like I did it with you.
0: Well, what are we gonna what are we gonna do for the next for these six weeks that are coming up here?
1: We're going to talk.
0: We're going to talk. Whoa, that must have been from the Lord. <laughs> well, we're going uh, to be, be working through six messages, um, uh, through, and we're going to be, like, tying into the church's centuries, like, centuries-long celebration of the Lenten season. Lenten is a term that's it's rooted, uh, literally, uh, to the word spring. Hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, it's... So,
1: what what does Lent mean?
0: Well, it, it's, it's this sense of spring. It's a Middle okay, English word. Okay, so they word. both mean the same they, thing? They mean the same thing. Okay, okay. okay. Lenten, Lent. Just
1: check. It's
0: a term. Like I say, it's rooted literally into this word spring. And it's a time in our year when the winter season suddenly erupts with the new life of spring. Like, we're kind of looking hmm. outside. We're waiting to see, right, the new life. Yeah, We're waiting for spring to come. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but we're, we're waiting for it. I'm sure the people in Texas are waiting for spring to oh, boy. come back around. Like, why are you kidding me? Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a practice that like literally traces back to the second and, and third century and, and, and to the accounts of the apostolic tradition. And, and the tradition held that people that were preparing themselves for baptism or people who've uh, who've maybe been in crisis in in their life and are wanting to turn things around, it it marks a, a season of, of repentance and mm. and even action where we're we're where we're reflecting on the journey of Jesus to the cross and 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 just everything that He's done for us and and wanting our lives to line up with Him. Um, you know, despite all this tradition and all that's going in, all we're inviting this fellowship into through this season is an awakening of our faith um, and a shared confession to our need for that continual and and personal and corporate metanoia. And you remember what that word metanoia refers to? I used to used to uh, repentance,
1: turning around.
0: Yeah, turning around, like changing your mind, right? Uh, a time of re- re- repentance, sort of pivoting away from our sin and our destructive thinking and behaviors, and and turning again to Christ, turning to Christ for His restorative work in our life, and and uh, you know that that's what we're asking for in praying into this season and discussing the nature of what we what we were discerning, like in this time. Um, Debbie, you and I, we, we sort of agreed to something. Do you remember that? <laughs> Can you pretend like you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> we agreed that we would choose that emboldened confession out of David's psalm. Remember Psalm 23? He wrote a lot of psalms. He did. Yeah, but but that we wanted to use that for the theme of this Lenten series of Psalms 23, verse 3, which says...
1: He restores my soul. Amen. Thank thank, <laughs> thank God.
0: There, she got that. That's good. It's through this next six weeks we're gonna practice his presence through the celebration of the Eucharist,
1: hmm. which is really is the elements. Yeah, it's the elements to the table. It literally
0: is celebration. It, mm-hmm. it holds in it the celebration, and through these next six, six weeks, we're gonna we're gonna practice His presence through the celebration of Eucharist. Uh, this is actually something that we would typically do in person, and I mean, there's so many deep meanings to it. It's not something that we're that we ever want him to become rote. And in fact, I, I believe that we're coming into a season where the Eucharist is gonna play more and more of a role in our. In our rhythms and our practices as a church.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: Yeah, and and maybe I'll we'll speak more to that through this through this series, and it's certainly a conversation that we want to hold with even with our elders and leaders in the church here. But but mm-hmm. so every week we're going to encourage you to prepare your own elements and to participate with us. Hopefully, some of you guys have got uh, some things ready, like a wafer or some bread or. Some juice, maybe you got some wine going on, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, you got wine going on? Spot on, that's great. Um, but every week we're gonna encourage you to prepare those elements to participate with us. We're gonna open up our scriptures and through this time, and we're gonna invite God's spirit to breathe his life into us with the wisdom of Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't that sound like a great invitation?
1: Yeah. What
0: have you guys got to say about that? You are hearing us, right? We we are making noise out there. <laughs> we're not just a, a bunch of working mouths with nothing coming out. I'll, I hope you he can hear us. So we're gonna we're gonna start with the Eucharist. We're I gonna start good. with that celebration. So you, uh, Andrea says you crack her up. Let's, <laughs> she cracks me up too, Andrea. <laughs> Sometimes it's like oh, <laughs> I swear. To you got a bit of that yeah crack me up kind Cla- of clown annoying yeah let's do communion, so Lord Jesus, we just we want to welcome you here mm-hmm. um, to our gathering to the gathering of your faithful Lord Jesus, uh, we want to come together that's what communion means it's uh communing, we want to uh in an essence lord have a have a have the grace of God touch all of us so that they're You know, that, Lord, you would touch our hearts, um, that we would feel that welcome into the body of Christ. And and Debbie and I would just say to to you right now, we welcome you here uh, with the body of Christ Yeah. and in the presence of our Lord Jesus. Um, What have we got here? Do you want to, let's maybe take our elements here, if we can do that. You're going to pass them along to us, are you? Awesome. Beautiful plastic container with a plastic beaker. Right? Debbie's saying, "Yeah, we're, we're, we we could have used like a real cup."
1: I thought so, but the, all I had was tomato
0: juice, and I guess that would be tomato point. juice would. <laughs> that'll, that'll work, produce. you know. I've heard of I've heard of you know like like coconut milk being used. <laughs> Whatever you've got, right? <laughs> and, and of course, you know, but but here. Uh, on the night that he was betrayed, uh, Jesus um, instructed his disciples uh, in the celebration of Passover, we call it, uh, in the Last Supper. It was actually during the time of the Jewish celebration of Passover that they had a celebration meal together. And he said, every time you do this, Uh, he wanted us to do this in remembrance of him. and." That isn't like some distant memory. It is like remembering the presence of the Lord that is with us here. Yeah. And so, the so just just reading uh, here and uh, and and really pronouncing this over all of us, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you, preserve your body and soul unto everlasting life. Take. And eat this in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your heart by faith with thanksgiving. Amen. No, I want you to keep reading. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for you, preserve your body and soul unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for you and be thankful.
0: And be thankful. I Amen. love that. Yeah, I love that. The body of Christ, the blood of Christ, the body of Christ keep you in eternal life. The, the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, the the bread of heaven in Christ Jesus and the cup of life in Christ Jesus, Hmm. the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ, the new covenant poured out for you and I for the forgiveness of our sins. (laughs) It's good. tasted like we had something. Mm. So Lord, now may you just strengthen us and encourage us. Uh, Where there's need for physical healing, will you, Jesus, now uh, just um, um, abide, rest on, cover over, uh, Lord Jesus, uh, those of your saints who have come to you with the need for healing. Where we need reconciliation in our lives, in our and with our families, Lord Jesus, will you come? Will you will you will you make all things new? We pray. Will you bring healing? And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Um, I mention those two things in our prayer because I th- I think that there there are those of you there that God wants to specifically uh, bless that way today. Hmm. Aurora says, you got water. Water is perfect, Aurora. It's and beautiful. And
1: Bonnie's got water as
0: well. Well, that works. It all works. <laughs> so our Landon, our Landon series, uh, our opening scripture is going to be taken from the first chapter of Matthew's gospel.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, and I think you're going to read that for us, are you? want me to read
1: this for you? I would you. love it if oh, you read this for awesome. us. Awesome. <laughs> and it's written in blue. It matches my, my shirt. Matthew one, eighteen to 25. This was how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place. His mother, Mary, was engaged to Joseph. But before they came together, she turned out to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband-to-be, was an upright man. He didn't want to make a public example of her, so he decided to set the marriage aside privately. But while he was considering this, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream. Joseph son of David the angel said do not be afraid to get married to Mary this the child she is carrying is from the Holy Spirit she is going to have a son you must give him the name Jesus he is the one who will save his people from their sins all this happened so that the Lord said through the prophets all this happened so that what the Lord said through the prophet might be fulfilled Look, the virgin is pregnant and will have a son, and they shall give him the name Emmanuel, which means, in translation, God with us. When Joseph woke up from his sleep, he did what the Lord angel had told him to do. He married his wife. He didn't marry his wife. He married the woman to be his wife.
0: (laughs) Don't mess it up.
1: (laughs) But... He didn't have sexual relations with her until after the birth of her son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
0: I love how real that is, you know. (laughs) But he didn't have sexual relations with her until after the birth of her son. The language of that is great. Mm -hmm. It's real. It's such a a real story. I love it. Yes, and he married his wife, who was betrothed to him in marriage, right? There was a deal already on the table. (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> more often we present uh, the the conception and the arrival of Jesus through the, the lens of Mary's encounter, right? I mean, that's more often the story that we tend to focus on. Um, the You know, the story that's told in Luke's gospel, the narrative there where, you know, we can be caught up and in, in the wonder and in the intimate telling of Mary's immaculate encounter, her First with the angel Gabriel who tells her what's going to happen. And then with the spirit of God who literally comes and the spirit and power of God come to conceive a child Mm. in Mary. Um, But if this man Joseph, uh, I mean, we don't have a lot in history or in the the Bible that talks about Joseph. Uh, Legend presents that he was much older than Mary. And Mary presents as quite young, actually when she's given for marriage. Um, and, you know, legend also suggests that he passed while Jesus was growing up. We actually don't know. I mean, the, the text doesn't spell it all out for us. But, you know, the, the narrative does, too, the story. We find out that that actually he does have sexual relations with his wife afterwards. He,
1: I think he, he had more kids with her. He,
0: that's exactly right. He consummated that marriage. Yeah. And, and Jesus had brothers and sisters. Could you imagine having Jesus as an older brother? <laughs> well, in a, in a sense, I guess he already is, right? But but really, like, can you imagine having him as an older brother? I wonder what that felt like. I wonder what that looked like. Do you guys ever wonder about these stories? I mean, ah. But, but what we do know about Joseph is he was in the building trade. I like this guy already. <laughs> yeah, and some of that involved, maybe involved carpentry. But we also know that he was like he was of noble and royal descent. His ancestors stretched clear back into the lineage of David and Solomon. He was from David's line. This in itself actually points, to, as you remember, to a, to a prophetic promise, a fulfillment right that the Lord made to David, that, they would have, uh, they would, that, have, that David would have a, a lineage on the throne forever. Like there, there was this promise that there would be this king that would sit on the throne forever. Hmm. But here in our narrative, we find a common man. And really, and I, the, the beauty of this is he's, he's not like un, any of us today. And even Mary, really. We've, we've lifted her up. We've elevated her to many things. And, but, but really, common people. But Joseph, uh, he was an upright man. We, I think we can get that from these scriptures. He was, he was a man of character. And like facing no other option in his mind, Joseph was determined to quietly and to discreetly release Mary from their promise of marriage. I mean, he is this. I don't know how, he's got to be going through a lot. You can imagine that his, his heart was heavy with the, the prospect of loss. Maybe he was in the midst of a of a painful release to his hopes and his dreams of a of a shared life with Mary and, and of building a home with her and filling that home with their own children. Like he was he was prepared to put all the way, but then we're told that the angel of the Lord confronted Joseph in his dreams, <laughs> stopped him in his tracks. Have you ever had? Yeah, you've had those kinds oh, yeah, of dreams, I've haven't you? Yeah,
1: have had those kind of dreams,
0: yes. We've had those. Mary's story, as it turns out, is true. <laughs> That's what the angel has to say to him. Hey, she's telling you the truth. <laughs> In other words, she hasn't been with another man, Joseph. It was the power of the Lord. It was the Spirit of God that has done this thing. And listen, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, it... Uh, it was, it was a revelational tell. This is like, God is doing a new thing. This is what God is saying to Joseph. Like, he, it just comes from out of heaven, out of the left field of heaven. No idea this is coming. God is doing a new thing. God is acting in a new way never seen before. And Mary and her child are a part of God's purposes. Joseph, are you listening to me? God's rescue operation was coming and it was on his heart to rescue his people. And Joseph, like all of us, wondering what is it that we all have to bring to the table in terms of this plan, might be asking, like, like maybe Joseph asking, well, what's what's our part? What's my part in this in this plan of yours, God? What what do you?" You know, and us thinking about the kingdom of God that is is still coming. Maybe we're asking Him, well, what's our part in what you're doing, God? What are you, what are you asking us to do? And the first thing we all have to do is just simply welcome in the supernatural work of God's Holy Spirit. Like that's that's on the it's on the top shelf.
1: Absolutely,
0: it begins there just by simply welcoming His Holy Spirit and His presence. Joseph was being asked to make a home for Mary and God's son. Like, it's, pre- it's pretty practical.
1: It's practical, but what an honor.
0: Well, what an honor. Yeah, exactly. To, you know, to take Mary and her son and embrace them and to be a, a covering and a, and a provision for them, uh, to be a husband to Mary, right? Be a husband to her. And then to be intimately connected with my story. God is always inviting us into his story and what he's doing. And and he's inviting Joseph in like all in, like the marrying kind of all in. I don't want you just to take care of her and her son. I want you to marry her. I want you to become one with her. Hmm. And make them one with your life. In essence, the Lord himself dropped in to say, Joseph, I'm up to something here and I want you to partner with me in this. Uh, is a, that's a pretty serious undertaking. And I, I know you're looking for a dignified way out of this situation. And I, you know, you get the sense that Joseph is, is a tender man,
1: right? Yeah, I was just thinking that too.
0: Just soft-hearted. I'm... You know, truth be known, when I'm writing this story, there's a certain carpenter in our fellowship who, yeah. who I thought about when I thought about Joseph. Uh, he's a he's a tender man, and and he's looking for a way out that isn't going to hurt her, that isn't going to slight her, but it just you know can quietly put this thing to rest. But then God is saying to him, listen, I'm inviting you to step fully into an adventure that is going to be so much more fulfilling than you believed, or that you could even think possible. Joseph, and I believe believe that God is saying that to him, and he says it to all of us. Whenever he's inviting us in, he says, listen, I have grace for you in this. And it isn't simply grace to get through, but it's a grace that empowers us to do the impossible with him, right? Can you imagine being invited to father over the Lord's son? Uh, No. No?
1: Well, that's quite a... It'd
0: be a nice thought, wouldn't it?
1: (laughs) If you knew the end story, it would be a big deal, just like...
0: And I thought about him, like cherishing him, him to to love and to provide for him, to to hold and cradle the Lord's son, and like to you know. And I'm thinking about those other intimate exchanges where he's watching over Mary's shoulder as she nurtures and she feeds the Lord's anointed. <laughs> it's, the child to be born will be Emmanuel, God with us. Well, that's that. That's that famous quote out of. That Matthew has pulled out of out of Isaiah. I've got Alexa talking to me in the background. Can you imagine? Joseph has been invited to father the Lord's son, um, and we have this child that is born who will be Emmanuel. There we are. And Matthew pulls out of Isaiah's prophecy about a promised. Child that was to be born of a virgin, and that this would be a sign of the Lord, Mm -hmm. and He takes it further. The the literal name for Emmanuel means God with us, Uh, and then He goes on to say, like, you will actually, you must give Him the name Jesus. I think is the language that I hear Him, and Jesus is the name is another name. It's the same name as, as Joshua, who was that great leader who led the people of Israel uh, across the Jordan River and into the destined land of promise. The name Yahweh, the Lord saves. That's, that's what Jesus means. It's the, the Lord saves. And Emmanuel, God with us. God saves and he's with us. Jesus has come to rescue his people. Not for not out of the slavery of Egypt, but from their slavery to sin. It was the very thing that took them away into exile and into Babylon that, that pulled them out of the destiny and promise that God had for them. The problem with sin was still deeply rooted in the hearts of the people, even though they had returned from Babylon. Uh, Jesus comes to turn our hearts and our lives away from the power of sin that impairs and enslaves us. And he delivers us into the kingdom of his father who he loves. You know, it's interesting that at the conclusion of Matthew's gospel, he literally finishes by saying the closing remarks of Jesus' great commission to the disciples with this. He says, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age Matthew's using a literary device that we call inclusio. Do you guys remember that? Remember I've I've, I've kind of, you don't remember that, right? We had this discussion. I, I, I've, Every once in a while I'd pull that term out yeah, in our Sunday services and I would lay that down before you. i say inclusio. Do you remember what that means? It's a term that I, I haven't used for a while, but it's a term that is used to describe a brackening uh, uh Bracketing or an enveloping of some primary theme. In other words, if you say something at the beginning and you say it at the end, everything in between becomes conjoined. It, 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 the, everything in between is to prove what you've said at the front and at the back end. Matthew is framing this entire gospel with this essential truth. Jesus promises to be with his people to the close of the age. The two names that are presented in the scriptures that we've given you today uh, to Joseph tells us the essential truth about the strength we need to carry on in and to live out of our purpose. And the first is, is that God is present. God is present. All the time. He never, all the time, yeah. (laughs) He never abandons us. He is with his people. God is present and He is with us. He doesn't simply intervene over our lives from a distance, you know, like from 30,000 feet up, you know.
1: <laughs> I catch myself sometimes when I'm praying. I'm always looking up and going, But God, you're right here. You're right here all around us. So, and in
0: fact, in here, right? yeah, happening yeah. in here. He he doesn't just intervene in our lives from a distance. He's here, he is active, and he oftentimes he comes in the most unexpected ways. And I think that we need to take that from this from this story here today.
1: No putting God in a box.
0: Oh, but we try, don't we?
1: Sometimes, yeah. And and listen the other part
0: is, is that God is entirely committed to rescuing his people by his very nature. His name means Yahweh rescues, Yahweh saves. That, that is the essence of his name. God is entirely committed to rescuing us, to rescuing his people. He's, he saves us out from under our helpless estate, right? He's, and, and he's taking the initiative <laughs> maybe long after we've dismissed hope or we've dis- or we've given up on ourselves or we've given up on our situation or whatever it is he's always taken an initiative he's always act- acting out to do things that we can't again even imagine and i th- and i think that you know sometimes we try to figure out all the solutions don't we you know, we try to line up all of the yeah. the points. We try to do everything right. And when it's not quite working out the way we want it to work out, we get frustrated. Um, but it's like, you know, even in that, we've got to surrender all of that up to a God who's present. He says, look, I'm with you. I hear you. I hear what you're asking. And listen, I, I, I want to finish by saying everything in the introduction to Jesus of our Gospels uh, reveals something else. And, and I kind of talked to you uh, about this, and you, you gave me one of those glossy-eyed looks. And then, but we did talk about it, and that's this, the idea that if you look at the Gospel, you see all of God active. You see the entire Godhead involved in God's great rescue plan in our salvation.
1: You see it in Genesis.
0: You sure. It's true.
1: In the beginning of time. It's just interwoven inter- yeah, I mean, inter- through yeah, the scriptures. But- yeah.
0: Jesus, maybe we don't see clearly identified in Genesis. No. But according to John in our Gospels, everything that was created was created mm-hmm. through him. And then we see these conversations that are going on in heaven, which alludes to the fact that God's having a conversation with himself. Like... <laughs> God's more than one? Like, what's going on here? We, we see, though, here in our Gospels, we see the activity of the Holy Spirit and the power of God hovering over Mary, filling the prophet and the baptizer, John, quickening and filling his mother, Elizabeth. We hear the, the voice of the Father proclaiming his love over his son. Now, there they were. It sounded like thunder. They didn't know what they were hearing, right? And then we see Jesus... Uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit himself, and we see him emerging out of the text into our gospel narrative. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we see the whole Godhead involved in this great rescue plan. He's come, he, the, truly he's come, the great rescuer has come, and he's come to restore our soul. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Isn't that <laughs> exciting news? I think it's exciting news. So looking back at the story, Debbie, you and I, um, well, we sort of talked about different testimonies that we could bring, but as we started to kind of look through this, you and I absolutely agreed that we had one shared toast testimonial from our own lives. And, and you know, numbers of people in our Vineyard family would have heard us speak about this in, in various ways, but...
1: But you get to hear it again.
0: Well, you get to hear it again, because it, it is so yeah. significant. Like, Because what's common to both Joseph's encounter with the angel of the Lord and Mary's encounter with the angel Gabriel out of Luke, is this command from both the angel of the Lord and from the angel Gabriel, don't be afraid. Like and then out of Matthew's story, we see this promise from him that says, I am always with you. That's a game by his very nature, Emmanuel. I'm always with you. Yeah. Don't be afraid. I'm always with you. You know, whatever situation you find yourself in today, those are two words that, that that come heralding to us as a promise from the Lord. And you and I very young in the Lord, right? Yeah. Not real familiar with scriptures,
1: not... No, we were... Well, we... I mean, you were you were starting to step up your game with knowing God. But <laughs> Stepping
0: up my game. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was up in my game with Jesus.
1: <laughs> but not me. I yeah. was, I was um, you know, I, I didn't deny Christ, but I sure, I didn't even know there was a thing called getting to know him better, actually, probably. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's. That's that's an honest admission. Like it's deeper than this. What? <laughs> I, I just thought the plate came by. We threw some money in and sang a few songs,
1: <laughs> and went home.
0: Waved some water around, blessed people, and we on. done. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew something about Jesus.
1: No, we did. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm just saying. For me, I knew Jesus, but I didn't know there yeah. was more to know of Jesus.
0: Yeah, so the story really goes back to us. So in our early lives, we found ourselves pregnant with our firstborn, her, her first child. Not not. Yeah, I mean that was just there's quite a story into uh excuse me into uh into her birth, but um yeah, we found ourselves with child Megan. Mhm. She was a premature child.
1: Yeah. She um, was premature because I had fallen down some steps and Yeah. Yeah, without like, knowing that I should even go see a doctor, I just went yeah. to work the next day and wasn't a lot of pain. Then anyway, they told me to go to the hospital, and sure enough, six weeks early, Megan was born in Children's Hospital.
0: Yeah. So what had happened is there had been a tear, right? Yeah. And in uh, the uterine wall, and there, and you were having a slow bleed. The child was actually Megan was actually bleeding out. And, um, you know, it was just an absolute miracle that she made it into the world. And, I mean, that's a whole other story in itself, yeah, And watching go God work. I mean, we, yeah, just, we watched, and we watched God work in our lives. It was just amazing. Um, we got to bring her home for Christmas. We celebrated Christmas with her. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then in, in February, um, Lohan then we discovered that she had passed from sudden infant death, right? Yeah and so there's you know there's a short thing so i mean we 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 talk about it so matter-of-factly of course our our hearts were coming out of our chest it was probably it was like one of uh, i'm going to say one of the worst times of our lives because we've had we've had a few trials through our 39 years of marriage um but you know we were we were we had, it was about a week after her passing and we were still lamenting and very sorrowful. And we found ourselves, we found ourselves one night grieving terribly.
1: Grieving terribly, crying. Trying trying to, yeah, trying to go to sleep. And so then Dave, in his wisdom, said, well, do you want to pray? (laughs) (laughs) I said,
0: sounded like a good thing to do, right?
1: (laughs) And so I said, sure. So back in those days, if you brought up the fact of praying, then you had to do it. So he had to do it.
0: Debbie has all kinds of rules. Haven't I told you this already? (laughs) That was one of her rules. Your idea, you pray.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyhow. (laughs) Anyhow, so we were in bed and and Dave started praying. But as he started praying, all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, try not to make this too spooky.
1: All of a sudden, (laughs) my husband's voice, now I know. it's Shifted. it's called speaking in tongue. Back then, I didn't know what that was, so his voice changed and he was speaking a language I didn't understand. So I said, "Hey, what are you, what are you doing?" <laughs>
0: hey, Buster, what are you? Doing? Stop. Yeah, she did say stop. So, and then in fact, had... the lights came on because you were a little freaked out, right?
1: So then I said, and I was really tired. You were tired. Oh man. So then Dave says, oh, "Okay, okay, well let's pray again. I don't even think you realize what you're doing." And so I said, okay, but you better pray proper this time.
0: And listen, guys, this is a much shorter narrative because, (laughs) uh, first of all, she didn't want to go near me. And second of all, the lights had been on for a while and there had been a lot of painful pauses and trying to figure out what what was going on, what was happening to us. Um, I think we turned the lights out again and said, well, we'll just, let's just pray. I don't
1: think I touched you, though.
0: No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) He <laughs> wouldn't come. hardly would come near me. <laughs> so, so,
1: so. Dave says, "Okay." Lights out. Lights out. Oh, I could feel emotion coming up.
0: Okay, it's all right. Still, still, after all these years, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get it out because it's a good story. Um, yeah, well, it's a good truth. It's not. Even, it is a story. It's great. So, anyhow, like, here's David now, and he's lying beside me. And he's praying, but his voice changed again. Darn. <laughs> and it changed into this whisper. And, and I'm lying in bed, probably with my eyes wide open. The lights are off. And he goes, be not afraid, my children, for I am with you. And I went,
0: ah! So if you didn't hear that, I said, listen, I, I yeah, don't be afraid, my children, because I'm always with you. And
1: I... I At that moment, too... As he's saying that we were in a waterbed, this bright light came and this presence on me was pushing me in the waterbed where I was feeling like the, the sides of the waterbed coming up on either side. And I just flipped on those lights. I, it was <laughs> a tad bit scared, really, for sure. Now, not even going near Dave.
0: She was hugging the side of the bed <laughs> and telling me to get further over, and I was almost falling out the other side.
1: So anyhow, I think eventually we must have fallen asleep.
0: Yeah, with the lights on. Yeah. For the rest of the night. Yeah. And probably
1: the next night too. But anyhow. No. Yeah. But anyhow, our, our pastor um, came over and he says, "You know," he says. You this is
0: the next day. Next day. Next yeah. morning, we hadn't invited him. He just came over. He
1: says, "Your kids have been on my mind." He says, "I like to," and and so. Yep. We invited him in, and we're sitting there staring at him. And, and then but, he goes on to tell a story about how, you know, the angels can come visit those in grief and and stuff in certain times. And then he quotes a scripture of exactly what Dave spoke the night before, and, and now Dave and I are <laughs> still not sitting together.
0: <laughs> and it was like he was reading our playbook. Like, we weren't going to tell him because we thought we'd half lost our minds, right? So... You know, yeah, don't be afraid because I'm always with you. Or so
1: Dave and I looked at each other at that time. I said, I didn't say nothing. And Dave goes, I didn't say nothing. So then we shared our story, what happened with yeah. him.
0: Yeah, he was pretty excited about that, considering, I mean, we're still in a pretty tough space here.
1: Yeah. So, but honestly, that still didn't bring peace to me. Like, I, I think it was a good 10 years um, that I... Actually, because they didn't understand, I, and I didn't ponder on it no. day by day. But I, I, I knew it was, we had renewal meetings happening. I mean, it was all over the world. Do we, do we world. want to go there? I'm not really going there. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until then that I realized, wow, that's what happened. Mm. And then at that point, I, I prayed and I said, God, what I shut out, I want you to bring back. And at that point, you yeah. know, this light appeared and this pressure. But that was like 10 years later. Oh.
0: Yeah, an incredible presence of God. Yeah. Um, powerful, powerful stuff. And and don't you love the fact that Jesus is so loving and so patient with us? Um, never giving us more than we can handle, but giving us everything that we absolutely needed. And yeah, did I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit on me? like Just like a warm blanket that night that we prayed. Absolutely comforted. Uh, but exhausted. You know, we were exhausted. We were emotionally and physically spent. And,
1: and it's a good thing you had that Holy Spirit comforting you and warming you up, because I sure wasn't.
0: <laughs> No, you certainly were not.
1: (laughs) So, you know, all Uh, of that to say, this became
0: really significant in our life. And it, it is mapped right into this story out of Matthew as we prepared for this Sunday. Those two promises are right in there and they're strategically placed in there when you think about him and him watching over your life, over him being active in your life. That promise, don't be afraid. I am always with you and you know, when Debbie and I looked at the study and we considered uh, just even our testimony today, it was like, how can we not share that? Well, you know, the story doesn't stop there and and we'll, we'll keep this as brief as we can. So you can imagine that that's been a significant truth that God has released into our life. Well, when God presented this invitation to come here and to actually become, to pick up this mantle of pastoring in a full-time capacity and when you're like, 50 years of age, and you're thinking, you know, that that train's long gone past, <laughs> you know, that that God has obviously, you know, we've felt something, we're working in a capacity, and it's, it's, this is what He's got for our lives. Um, that train actually pulled up, and Again. yeah, it pulled up, and this invitation was held out for us to consider coming here and pastoring here in Kamloops. And, um, I, I gotta say to you that when we when we felt, we felt sure that God had called us and that this is indeed what he had invited us us into. And, um, you know, we came, we discerned with the elders that were here. The invitation was sent out and uh, co-discerning with some of our folks in Campbell River. Yep. Uh, admittedly, a lot of folks didn't want to see us go. But knew it was the thing that God had called it us is to. Still,
1: the odd one there saying, "And when are you coming back?" When are
0: you coming back? Yeah, they don't know, do they? <laughs> <laughs> what they're asking. Um, and yeah,
1: back to the story.
0: Back to the story. But when we had made the decision and it had come time for uh, people wanted to get together and have a sending away, so to speak, we had a very old, an older gal, an old saint in the Lord who. <laughs> Helena, who has just been, she's been this amazing godsend in her life. Quite a peculiar lady with, uh, but just tremendous, tremendous faith of God. And love to be crafty. Why don't you show something that she gave mm-hmm. us? So Deb's going to show you a picture of something here that she gave us as a gift.
1: probably be backwards.
0: Yeah, No, it won't be backwards. It'll be oh, right on. So it.
1: you can, I think that can...
0: Can you guys read there what that says? Somebody type online there and tell me. The, Sorry, yeah. I'm
1: trying to make it straight. There we go. Yeah,
0: what does it say? I'm waiting for somebody to type it in. Well, if you can read those little words, those little alphagetti words that she had actually so wonderfully uh, glued <laughs> to this cute. little little fungi that grows on the side of trees and has a little seashell under here, and she's glued it all together so it'll make, create a little stand for us. And she's painted up everything lovely. And she's put this words with on here that she felt God had given her for us. She didn't have any idea what our story. And here it is. I am with you always. Like, when Debbie and I saw that, we just, we, we. I think
1: we lost it.
0: We definitely <laughs> lost it.
1: As in tears.
0: Like, there is, I, I don't know anything, any little craft or anything that Helena could have done that would have been more beautiful than this. And that's exactly how God works. Yeah. You know, it is, yeah, there you go. Colleen Vaught sees it. It's a, it's a brilliant little story. And if you can just imagine the, oh man, I wish he knew about our relationship with Helena, mine especially with Helena. <laughs> I got
1: to tell this real quick. No, so no, 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 and you're I'm not. Going to.
0: No, <laughs> you are. Okay.
1: okay. We were invited for dinner to her house when we first came into yeah. her life. And she knew Dave did worship. So well, it was the worship
0: leader at their yeah, church, okay. right? So. So,
1: so we come for a meal, and then she brings out her harpsichord, which is just, we've never seen one before, but we knew what it was. Yeah. She goes, okay, I've written all these songs, which are hand-penciled all mm-hmm. over the place, written. He says, I want you to play music to this. And Dave goes, well, I don't know how to play that. Well, you're a worship leader. You need to play that. You should
0: know. You're going to be playing so, this in heaven, David, don't you know?
1: So she, uh, <laughs> she, she gave the harpsichord to Dave to, to play and he's trying. Oh, man. Feeling miserable. And she finally grabbed it out of his hand. Give me that. And we've never been invited back for dinner since. <laughs> yeah,
0: we were never back. Well she's, But it
1: was so cute.
0: She, she's probably still alive, and she'd be almost closing in on 100. <laughs> Wonderful saintly woman. Yeah. Uh, just crazy stories. We've, I think we've shared a, at least one of her testimonies on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, because she's just such an inspiration. But what a beautiful story. And, you know, I, I just, you know, it is our encouragement to you today. Like, no matter what you think you're facing, or what you feel God has for you, or has called you into, um, you know, I, I I think that, you know, important more than anything is that we just remain faithful to God. And, and
1: no, yeah. and I want to say this too. Yeah. The God that met us in our room. Yep. Yeah and the God that walked us through our grieving, the God that's walked us through, you know, giving us Jolina, he's the same back then as he is today. Yep. He He just, he loves us so much, but God is the same, you know, and I think of how sometimes we push and want more, we want more power, we want, God is God, We we just have to, rest we need not be afraid for where we are today yeah. know that he is always with us and he loves us so much
0: he does but he does he absolutely does i was thinking yeah i I want to finish off by this note, and we should let you guys go. But I couldn't help myself. It was—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's a quote. It's a story that I heard um, from Sherry and and her husband Mike Harder, and they're they're part of the USA Vineyard. They you know they've been involved with church planning for years. Uh, they're, uh, I think, as the caption goes, they used to be hippies and they got saved into the Vineyard and and became parents, you know, that's the, sort of the short narrative. Um, but she's talking about, you know, hearing God, you know, like uh, about sometimes the, the problems we get into and in, in, in the difficulties that we encounter in needing to hear from God. And, and she, she writes this, she says, listen, I, and I, I had to write it out because I, I loved what she says. She says, I think we get stuck sometimes hearing God's voice and, and discerning what we should do. And especially when we're younger, and she's you know she's a little longer in the tooth, right? Like their parents now, she says maybe we haven't had a history of of having to make hard decisions or navigating difficult turns in our life. And we want so desperately what God wants us to do. We want to know that, and we want to hear from Him, and we try even harder. She says, sometimes I'm finding that I may just need to play harder. And to set all of those concerns and those worries, those things I'm trying to discern, to set them aside. And go be with people. (laughs) Don't we all want to do that? (laughs) And to be with God, just be with them without all this pressure, right? That's basically what she's saying. And then suddenly, she says, just like Mary, hey, what was she doing? When the angel said, hey, by the way, I'm going to change the course of your life I don't think she was sitting there praying to the Lord, saying, show me how I am going to change history and save the world. Like, she, <laughs> I love that. She was just doing her thing, loving God, honoring him, trying to live her life out, yep. getting ready to, to marry this older man, Joseph, right? Like, can you imagine? And God suddenly drops in. Isn't that that often the way that that God works? I want you to remember the promise that God held out for Joseph and that he holds out for all of us who enter into this crazy salvation rescue plan of his. Don't be afraid. I'm always with you.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. That's it. So I hope you're encouraged today. I don't know whether you got any questions or testimonies you want to share. Um, you got things that you want to talk to us in person, then and, and by all means will you text us, will you reach out to us, call us, phone us. Yeah. Um I would pray that this has been an encouragement to your soul. Like that either, you know, you have a God who is absolutely committed to you.
1: Who will always be with you.
0: Who will always be with you. Amen and amen.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't I don't know. It feels like a prayer right there, doesn't it? Amen. Yeah. Oh, so Courtney said, "Hey, can you please pray for a friend of mine? She is. What
1: is it saying there? She's just had a little one. His name is Miles. She woke. She woke him to feed him, and he wasn't very responsive. They did get him to come to. They called nine one one, and they went to the hospital. But they have uh, been lifted over here to Kamloops. Well,
0: all right. And there's C, there's a scene where there."
1: Or Kelowna, so praying little Miles will respond well. Well,
0: let's let's all just pray for Miles, and you know this is right. Yeah, this is right up our yeah. tree. This is exactly right. So Jesus, we would pray for this little child. We pray for Mum. Miles, yeah. Uh, we pray for Miles, and I mean, we pray for all of those those uh, those specialists, for those doctors, yeah. for the team that's that's uh, that is. Practicing medicine on this child. Uh, We pray for the supernatural power of God to just be on them, bringing peace. Right? Um, And we pray for the perfect love of God that casts out all fear to just ruminate over them all, Lord God. We we take away the pain of the unknown now, Jesus, and we just revive this child, we pray in the deepest places of, of his whole body, right? And, and I mean, he's still in this place of development and we just we just speak to every area of his his body that he would come into full health and full development. Yeah. And, then, and Courtney, um, can I encourage you to reach out to Colleen DeBot and, and, uh, and maybe pass that prayer along to her and let's get that out to the prayer team. Let's get the whole church praying. You lifting them up. Well, love you guys. It has been it has been fun. Hasn't been fun? It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, I, I like I like it when we finally get here. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's a painful process, but here we are. We're glad to have spent some time with you today.
1: All right. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. Love and miss you all.